You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle. Then you cross James and Paul. You can't miss Nocturne. It's just past the automatic. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Your address for suspenseful stories of the speculative, strange, and supernatural. Tonight's story is The Close Shave. The latest installment of BNB Investigations. Yes? This is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? Did you have any trouble finding it? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? Why, it's a 1940s detective agency. With a twist. B&B Investigations, how may I... Sorry, we don't need no cleaning staff. Any cleaning staff. Any cleaning staff, what? I'm surprised you don't rhyme. I am here to hire a private investigator. I have heard that this firm is very discreet. Discreet, yes. Cheap, no. Who bet I have? Edwina? Oh, goblins. Edwina Rexmusen? Donna! It's been simply ages. What are you doing here? And what's with the get-up? Oh, Donna! Are you here to hire an investigator as well? Uh, no. I... I'm the investigator. Oh. Dress like that, I wouldn't sneer, sweetheart. Besides, whatever's wrong, I'm probably the only investigator in town who could truly understand. Come along. Do we have any cocoa? Oh, you remember. And a box of tissues. My office is right over here. Edwina was one of those snooty girls I'd gone to school with back before my family's fortunes fell. Funny, failed to figure on F. F Alliteration. From what I could recall, though I hadn't really paid attention, she dropped out of sight about a year back. Her current state, dressed in, well, let's face it, rags, haggard and undernourished, was shocking. Flabbergasting, even. Shh. Do you need me? Not yet. You're still on that breach of contract, aren't you? I've just about got it wrapped up. Found three crickets and a snail that will swear to witnessing the ball retrieval. He'll get what's coming to him. I'll just listen in. If you don't mind, nothing more boring than a stakeout. Gotcha. (laughs) I waited for Edwina to calm down enough to talk. (sighs) Try some cocoa. You'll feel better. Now, take your time and tell me what's wrong. Oh, it's my husband. Oh? 
I guess I didn't know you were married. <laughs> Not that I've been much in society recently. Oh, yes. Maybe you are the one person who can understand. My father was absolutely set on my marrying, but I wanted, well... A career? No. Romance? No. A pony? What? I just wanted my own way. More than anything else, I didn't want to give in and do what Father wanted. I take it he was not amused? He kept parading eligible bachelors around, and I... I kept shooting them down. This one was too fat, that one too thin, that one too hairy. There's something cuddly about hairy. Oh, don't even go there. Why, my husband... Sorry. <laughs> so Father, exasperated, said I would be married before my birthday, like it or not. And if I wouldn't take any of the suitable men, I would end up wed to the first man to come to the door. <laughs> Even if it was a patty cake. What's wrong with pa- oh! Youch. And this was last year? Almost exactly a year ago. How can I forget? The day before my 21st birthday, my father tossed me at this person, ran the paperwork through and threw me out of the house. Since then, well, you see how I am. For all her suffering, Edwina was holding up pretty well. She had gone from pampered princess to long-suffering housewife in one fell swoop. Had to learn to cook, clean, and even run her husband's little china shop. She had been tempered in the fire. And she used to be nothing but temper. Yes, plenty like that. I am ignoring you. Me? Sorry, nothing. <laughs> so what exactly do you need help with? Oh, that. Someone is trying to kill me. Really? Suddenly, a simple domestic case had turned very interesting indeed. Edwina said that on two different occasions, there had been accidents that might have killed her if not for this strange man. Did she say what he looked like? She said he looked vaguely familiar, but had a scarf covering the lower half of his face. And these accidents? Nothing she could take to the cops. She felt a hand push her on a street corner and would have gone right out into traffic, except... Except for this stranger. Yep. He grabbed her and pulled her back. That was the first time. She wrote it off, figuring someone just lost their balance. But then? Yeah. She'd just shut up shop for the night, was heading home, and a piano fell on her. A piano? You're kidding! No! It was being lifted to an upstairs apartment, and the ropes just gave way. And the guy? Swooped in on a motorcycle and pushed her out of the way. So at best, he's been following her everywhere. At worst, he's part of it. So she wants us to... First, find out who might be trying to kill her. Second, find this guy. And if we find out anything about her husband along the way... <sighs> I hate matrimony cases. Uh, not that I hate matrimony, though. <laughs> Cuddly. What? Nothing. I figured I'd start with a trip to the delivery company and see who might have ordered that piano. Or who inquired about it. Yes. Was this accident a spur-of-the-moment crime or something much more sinister? I decided to look into who might want Edwina dead and why. 
I had a few contacts at the Hall of Records who liked nothing better than rooting out such juicy tidbits of gossip. What are you thinking? There's only a couple of possible motives for murder, money and passion being the best possibilities in this case. And since Edwina's father cut her off without a simoleon to her name, there either had to be money she didn't know about... Long lost heirs? Well, that's a stretch. Or it had to do with her husband, the aptly named Mr. Beard. Mr. Beard? First name? Apparently, they're not that familiar. What? Seriously, she doesn't know his first name. He doesn't talk to her much, except to give orders. Even uh, when they're... They (laughs) sleep in separate rooms. Whoa, who is this guy? That's what I plan to find out. Uh, Hall of Records, my stop. Right, meet me for dinner. Of course. I watched her walk away, a red-haired slither of pure lusciousness. At least until the car behind me started to honk. B&B Investigations, how may I direct? It happened again. What happened? Just tell Donna. Get her to come to my place. She has the address. Quickly, before my husband gets home. I'll see what I can do. Hmm. Now let's see. How do they do that? Well, that was easy. I was trying to desperately figure out how to get a message to my boss, Donna Bella. Donna Figuel. The client called. Edwina. We ain't been formally introduced. Besides, I'm trying to be all professional here. Okay, just tell me what you got. She needs you to get over there lickety-split. Did she actually say lickety- I'm paraphrasing. Fine. Now leave the voiceover to me. Okay. I caught a cab and raced to Edwina's fifth-floor walk-up. It was as old and careworn as her dress. I really started to sympathize. (gasps) Who is it? It's me. (gasps) Hello? I'll be right back. No! Shh! I was pretty sure I'd seen movement down around the dimly lit corner. I'm not usually the physical type. I leave all that to Paul. But but I wanted to at least get a glimpse of whoever it was that was spying on Edwina's door. Ha! I rushed up, but the series of locks strangely familiar series of locks was already being thrown. I waited a moment, then peered through the keyhole, straining for any glimpse of the perpetrator. What did you see? Out. Not the music, her. Fine. What did you see? Let me talk to Edwina first. What happened? Nothing. Thought I heard something. It was probably a mouse. They're in half the apartments here. Can't they get rid of them? (sighs) Not unless they get behind on the rent. Yes? This is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? It's anything you want it to be. And it's streaming on the Fantasy Network in TFN Audio. The Fantasy Network. Creator distributed. 
fan-supported. Can't they get rid of them? <sighs> Not unless they get behind on the rent. Let me take this and give you ladies some privacy. Sounds good. I might be a little late. No problem. I had had a frustrating day. The moving company was paid in cash. The apartment they were delivering to had been rented under a false name. Back at the office, a pile of official-looking papers that Donna had had messengered arrived. If you bought anything. I still have leads to follow up. I'm shutting up for the day. You have fun. <sighs> Some days you wonder why you even need a secretary. I heard that. And then you recall how much time you have to spend away from the office, and it all becomes clear. Whew. And she does come in handy. I walked in the bar with Los Denizens of the city hung out, and lowest among them. Hey, Rump. Not to not bet. I got lady trouble. Really? You? You don't have to sound so... so... Uh, sorry. Take it from me. Don't ever let one of them find out your real name. So you here for a social call? I think you know better. But I can make it worth your while. I'll drink that in the next ten minutes. Give me something good and you'll get an extra half an hour's worth. What's the question? Mr. X Mucin and his daughter, Edwina. Anything you know? Off the top of my head? And drunk? Nothing. Oh. Except... Go on. I do know that just about a year ago, Daddy Dearest said he was going to hitch her to the first dude to come to the door. And there was a virtual stampede to get there. But this bugbeard was already at the head of the line. You mean like he knew in advance? Could be. Or... More like he kind of appeared out of nowhere. No one knew him before. No one knows when he came to town. Nothing. Hmm. That's all I got. Now leave me to my misery. So a beard with no roots. But who could have known that Edwina's dad was going to go ballistic? Daddy probably set it all up with the mug. To teach you a lesson, sounds like she was a holy terror. I, I thought you went home. There ain't nothing good on the radio. Well, I could consult an oracle or two about the mysterious Mr. Beard. The price would be a bit too high for a charity case. What about who might want to kill her? I have no leads as of yet. Oh, yes, you do. I do? These papers. I took them home just in case someone might come looking. Are you really worried about that? Yeah, but they ain't nothing good on the radio. Anyway, you wanted to know about money motives? There's some interesting stuff in here. This should really be on the phone. Voiceovers aren't made for conversations. You two do it all the time. We try not to. Fine. <clears throat> After going through a stack of papers, a thankless task, by the way, I realized that Edwina happened to have a birthday coming up. She already mentioned that. And that this would be her 22nd birthday when she would just happen to come into a huge trust fund unless she weren't married yet. Then she don't get her mitts on the cash till she's 30. Really? Unless, again, she was to happen to kick off before she made it to 22. Hmm. So who? In which case, the money would revert to... Ta-da! 
her father. Rex Mewson, but he's rich. Interesting, isn't it? <sighs> I had just spent the longest evening of my life. And I'm already on this line. What? Uh, but we're pretty much done. What? Besides, I'm already clocked out for the evening. What? Goldie took the time to sort through all the paperwork we haven't yet got around to. Oh, anything? I'll tell you at dinner. About time. Doesn't make any sense because he's rolling in dough. Nothing in this case makes sense, and we've only got one more day before Edwina's birthday. We better stay with her. I had this little idea. Yeah. This mystery man appears every time she looks to be in danger. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's skip ahead. Let's get some rest. Mwah. Mm. Morning came and I was back with Edwina. Her husband hadn't even come home, but had phoned to insist she still open the store as usual. She was frantic. Thank you so much for coming with me. I'm simply frantic. Don't worry about it. We'll get to the bottom of all this. You got it? No. Calm down, Eddie. What? Who is it? Oh, that's him. That's the guy. Let's get inside. Come on. Who's that? My partner. He's good people. He's hardly people, wouldn't you say? Don't knock it, sister. Okay, pal. You better start talking. Don't hurt him. He's the one who's been saving me. No one needs to get hurt, but someone does need to talk. Oh, what's that? Just you. I'll talk to you, not the ladies. If you're all right with that, we'll catch up. Edwina and I went on to the shop, careful to avoid any potentially life-threatening situations. He's not going to hurt him, is he? I don't think it will come to that. Good. I, I think I'm in love. What? With that guy? Handsome stranger who keeps saving my life. Yeah, you've got a point. But what about your husband? I hardly ever see him. He doesn't care. And how do you know this guy is handsome? His face was all covered by that scarf. Oh, his piercing eyes, so mysterious. I think, I think he's shy. While it's nice to see some color in your cheeks again, I think we need to shelve this until we solve the death-related part of the mystery. All right. Last night I asked about the suitors you turned down. Did you have a chance to make a list? Oh, I forgot. So sorry. We've got some time now. Oh, all right. Mm, there was Bob Porthos. The entrepreneur? He was really fat. And Fred Crotchety, are you taking these down? Mind like a steel trap. Crotchety? Old. And don't even get me started on King Cole. The merry old, ah, uh, old. <laughs> Duh, patty cake. Huh. Let me guess. There was something wrong with every single one of them. Pretty much. And if it wasn't something obvious like being really short or having terrible halitosis, I'd just pick on... Whatever was handy. Bet you regret that now. You said it. I might have spent the last year in the lap of luxury with my old, fat, or smelly husband. Hmm. I guess I'm actually rather lucky. Really? My husband is standoffish and emotionally unavailable, but at least he's not fat, old, or smelly. And doesn't talk in rhyme. Heaven forbid! 
Paul? Oh. Both of yous. Hands up. <gasps> Stifle it. <gasps> Let me guess. You're the next accident. I said stifle it. Why should I listen to you? Because he's got a gun. I see she's the smart one. What? Though you got the looks, babe. What? Don't anger the thug. Just watch. What? Now, let's see. Mm. An accident. <gasps> so, someone broke in and... <laughs> The mystery man had only half satisfied my curiosity when we heard some screams from the vicinity of Edwina's pottery shop. Something's happening. <laughs> They'll be fine. Finish what you're saying. I'll tell you whatever you want after we save her. <sighs> all right, all right. Mm, all right. He had it so bad it was almost cute. How could I refuse, being a fellow sufferer of the eons-old disease called love? Ha! See? Oh, you're all right? Yes! This guy <coughs> broke in. He won't talk. I told him my partner is the really scary one. Don't worry about it. I think I know where all this is leading. Really? Yeah. Shh! It can never be. What? I'm... I'm married. No matter that it wasn't my choice, it... It's all right. No, it's not. You keep saving me and making me love, um, like, uh, appreciate you? It's not fair. To you. You wouldn't consider running off with me? A year ago, I might have said yes. In a heartbeat, but I'm not that same shallow girl anymore. I simply can't break a solemn vow. You should go. Oh, shh. Just know this. I love you. I've waited so long to hear you say that. You have? Now for the big reveal. You? Who? Guess. I don't know anyone with a beard that thick. I'm so sorry I had to do it this way, but... A grenade? Really? <laughs> That's all sorted out. I think it's time. Time? For the big denouement. And I think a police presence is in order. Where's the phone? What's going on? Don't worry, my darling. I'll still always protect you. There are three paths presented to you. Dice Tower Theater presents Dawn of Dragons, a fantasy audio drama. Ambush! More old intense, I should have you exiled. Time to meet. The Sunless. <laughs> Dice Tower Theater, now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. Creator distributed, fan supported. We did a quick gathering of the suspects and arrived at Mr. X Mewson's sumptuous estates with only half an hour to spare. Before what? The birthday. I'm the one who caught that. Shut, Shut up! <laughs> Keep me posted. Rex Mewson's estate was a sprawling mass of putting green and ornamental garden, all surrounding a palatial sort of, um, uh, palace. 
evocative. I've been studying old possum's worded day column in the Times. <laughs> Conversation. Fine. Please, good folks, this is not right. Banging on the door all night. Mmm, patty cakes. Rouse my father, Frederick. The master sleeps. He will not wake. I beg you now your leave to take. Blast! If only the... Oh, boy. Captain of the guard. So glad you can make it. Wait a minute. I didn't call... Did you call? No. Your secretary called. Said you were having some kind of denouement at this here address. She'll never let us live this one down. We need to get inside, Bruce, and, and talk to Edwina's father. Right now, before there's a murder. We'll see about that. No one's going to murder you. Oh? Oh? You never told me your first name. Oh, uh, Van Dyke. Really? I would have pegged you for Garibaldi or maybe a Franz Joseph with a side order of Zizi. Oh, so you know my brothers. Hey, Mother Goose, get your boss out here. This is the police. You needn't speak in such a tone. My job is to see he's left alone. Yeah. My job trumps your boss's orders. Now let us through your fancy borders. Oh, Bruce. I never knew you were bilingual. Enough. I'll get us in. It wasn't long before we were all sitting in Rexmussen's main sitting room. So there. Not to be confused with the informal withdrawing room or the salon. It's so nice to have you home again, dear. Papa. I believe there was a denouement in the offing. Or are we here for Pinochle? A denouement? Surely you don't mean... Rex, honey, I miss my bunny. Papa! Go back to bed, Mother. We'll talk in the morning. Papa! What is that? Her? That's a whole nother denouement. Quick, music! I knew you would never be able to accept. A patty cake? Could this have been another motive? Or part of the answer we already had? We knew we had to sort it out quickly. Father, how could you? Or lose what might be our only chance to resolve this issue. Love is blind to age or youth. We knew you wouldn't like the truth. I'm glad Mother's dead. The money in the trust goes back to dear old Dad if she dies in the next 15 minutes, right? I... Think, um, That's what the paper said. Fine. Thanks. What else did they say? Oh, so now you need This me? sort of perversion. Get on with it. We're in the denouement. Dad's loaded. The entire trust wouldn't make pocket change for him. And his new wife? Oh, that took a couple of very tricky phone calls. It would have killed her to know. You don't need to be here, dearest, to take this abuse. <laughs> Seems they went out of state for a nice, quiet little ceremony the day after dear daughter was whisked away to be wed. So maybe this had nothing to do with the money at all? What are we left with? <gasps> that sounds like something. Quick. The lights! Everyone, stay where you are. I'm here. Was anyone near the lights when they went out? We were a bit, um, involved in a family... Discussion. Where are the... Oh, no! Quick, Paul! Oh, you beast! Get off of me! I'm no prey for such as thee! Oh, yeah? Just for that. Him? A servant? Frederick? Paul? But why? Do you think he was paid? Mm. No. 
of the guard, I'll hand him over. What's the charge? Or at least the motive? Yes. What could he possibly get out of killing me? He's not in any position to inherit. No one is. Now. Except your husband. I've got plenty of my own, thanks. Your birthday came and went eight minutes ago, so this attempt must be unrelated. But something else is. Is what? Related. Rex Mason? Rex Mason, this young lady may be your second wife, but I'll wager she's not the first patty cake that you've, um, you know. Played patty cake with? I was trying for something a bit more pithy, but yes. I'm a very wealthy and powerful man. And everyone needs a hobby. Papa! But now, I am your one and only? You'll never have to be so lonely. <laughs> of course, dear. This is just disgusting. I don't need to hear any more of this. Just a bit more. Frederick, how long have you worked here? He's been here his entire life. Since we both were children. Ah, and his mother? She worked here too? Oh, now I am definitely leaving. Hold on a bit longer. Hold me. So you think he did it out of revenge? For her being the pampered one and him getting a menial job? Perhaps he felt that if there were no longer a legitimate heir to the Rexmussen estate, that his father would have to acknowledge him at last. That's a huge bucket full of wishful thinking. You do realize that. Uh, even if Edwina was killed, and that would never be my wish, dear. Even if we don't see eye to eye on some things. Oh, I should hope There's not. still going to be more legit heirs. Right, my little pumpkin-y wumpkin You'll have a little sister soon. We've counted down to the end of June. We're leaving. Now, there's no more danger. Not from this guy, there ain't. Good. Edwina, darling. Ouch, ouch, stop that, you. You hurt my... Ever-loving <sighs> shoe. I know, I know, yes. I've heard it all before. Now, come along quiet, you epic fail. You're taking a little trip to jail. Progressive and bilingual. How do you compete with that? Hmm? Nothing? <clears throat> Nothing. So the case was closed. And for once, we could say... With a completely straight face. Um, do you want to say it? Let's do it together. <clears throat> Count of three. Then one. Two, the, the butler, butler did, did it. it. <laughs> you would never leave me. Um, I mean, the agency. I mean, I mean, detective work for a, a, a for a, a patty cake, would you? Never fear, oh hairy one. The job and you are much more fun. <laughs> I do love it when she talks foreign. Now that you know how to find us, don't be a stranger. We have enough of those already. Tonight's story, The Close Shave, with B&B Investigations, was written by Julie Hoverson. In tonight's story, Paul Bett was Joel Harvey, Donna Bella was Julie Hoverson, Goldie Taylor was Crystal Thompson, and Captain of the Guard was Renaud LaBeouf. 
Rumpelstiltskin was Philemon Vanderbeck. Mrs. Edwina Beard was Reese T.M. Mr. Beard was Benjamin Lind. Mr. Rex Mewson was H. Keith Lyons. Frederick was Carrie Ayers. Mulva was Catherine D. Clark. And the thug was Danner Hoverson. Music was by Somewhere Off Jazz Street. Cover art for this episode was by Brett Coolstock. Sound and mastering was done by Julie Hoverson. Sound effects were found on SoundSnap.com, OneSoundFX.com, and Sonomic.com. The opening theme was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The opening credits featured Cole Hornaday, Renaud LaBeouf, and Julie Hoverson. All persons, places, and events in this story were fictitious or used in a fictitious manner and are not meant to reflect any persons, places, or things, living, dead, or undead. Questions? Comments? We would love to hear from you. Contact us at 19nocturnatlive.com, that's 19nocturne, or check out our website at www.19nocturneboulevard.com. This presentation is copyright 2011 to Julie Hoverson and Reality Productions and is released under a Creative Commons non-commercial license. Spread the show around, but don't try to make money off it. Yeah, it's just like, uh, hi, and it's like, and I could be a ventriloquist. I kill you now. I'm just riding with you, babe. Your head is full of way more useless knowledge than mine. I'd never say that to your face. When I see sexy, I think Southern Belle. You needn't be so bloody crass or my foot's gonna go right up. Ah, hi, ma'am. I should, you know, it's like, hi, just be pretty. 